0: This is the wrap episode number forty-one, a weekly show bringing you up to speed on the movie news and goodies from the past week. Today is Friday, August second, two thousand thirteen, and I'm your host, TJ. Last week saw the Wolverine claw his way right up to the top at the box office. He was number one at the box office with a budget of one hundred twenty million. He brought in fifty-five million over the weekend. Uh, that's uh, domestic, and eighty-six million foreign. So, did a little bit better foreign. Uh, bringing the total up to one hundred and forty one point one million worldwide for week number one for the Wolverine. This is the worst domestic opening of any X-Men film, uh, and yet the with the foreign total, it's been it's been propelled over its budget. So um encouraging maybe on the whole, but not great domestically and a little disappointed, especially since it was such a great film. Uh, and maybe this weekend it'll have a little bit of a chance to do a little something, but I'm not holding my breath for it to do great because it does have a little bit of competition coming up, which we'll talk about at the end of this podcast. Um, but, uh, although I don't expect Smurfs 2 to be big competition for it, but who knows? Who knows? I did enjoy the film a lot. It was a very good film, had some very good character uh, moments for the Wolverine, got his character very much right, even though it faltered a little bit with the villains, I felt, um, overall very pleased with this film and glad to see it in the number one spot. Number two, I just don't understand The Conjuring. On a budget of $20 million, it brought in $22 million over the weekend, week number two, and, uh, the... Current domestic total is 83.8 million, and the foreign total is 12.1 million, bringing it to 95.9 million worldwide. So that's the conjuring in the number two spot and uh, doing quite well uh, compared to its budget. Number three is Despicable Me Too for week number four. It brought in 16 million over the weekend. It is now currently at 306.4 million domestically, 354.5 million foreign, 660.9 million worldwide. Uh, and not not a terrible film so i'm not I'm not uh crying over that uh so number three spot and doing very very well number four turbo uh brought in thirteen point three million over the weekend bringing it up to fifty five million domestically forty one point nine million foreign ninety seven point six million worldwide on a budget of seventy six million This film has a little ways to go if they want it to really be considered a success uh and I'm really not interested in seeing it. Number five is Grown Ups 2 on a budget of 80 million. It brought in 11.5 million over the weekend for its third weekend. 101.6 is the current domestic total. And 15.1 million foreign, so it's at 116.7 million worldwide. And I don't understand why anybody would want to see this. And here's the real disappointment. Number six is Red Two on a budget of 84 million. Weekend number two, it brought in 9.4 million domestically. That brings the total domestically up to 35 million, 17.5 million foreign total, with a grand total worldwide of 52.5 million. This movie can be considered a flop at this point, which is just sad because it's a really good movie. Number seven, Pacific Rim. It is now up to 224 million worldwide, uh, and this is um, week number three for Pacific Rim. Number eight was The Heat, uh, and it is now up to 169.8 million worldwide. And uh, just a couple of things worth noting RIPD uh, pretty much died upon arrival. It had a budget of 130 million, and it brought in a whopping 37 million so far. Uh, Poor Jeff Bridges. And World War Z is down in number 12 spot. Uh, It just can't quite hit that 500 million sweet spot. So uh, it's currently at 473 million worldwide. So. That's the uh, box office totals as they stood on Monday. Uh, Also on Monday, I posted a link to an article on Collider.com that John M. Chu is talking about G.I. Joe 3. He says that Bruce Willis and Dwayne Johnson are returning. The release date's still being figured out regarding the script. He's currently narrowing down the writer. On Retaliation, he learned that fans were okay with stretching things a little bit further, so now they can double down on the adventure part this time. He cautions that they don't want to do sci-fi, but they can push the boundaries of the world a bit more. Which is kind of funny, since I felt like they were already on the fringe of pushing the boundaries of something that could be done in the real world, and, and, and kind of already pushing towards sci-fi It's no secret that I did not like the second G.I. Joe film. The first one was decent. The second one was terrible, and I'm not looking forward to number three at all. So whatever. Don't care. John Williams is officially returning to score the new Star Wars trilogy. I don't think we had any real questions about this, but it has been officially confirmed. Uh, Chad Hopkins posted this to Movie Byte now that I have given him access to the CMS. He's been posting a little bit more. And uh, instead of just submitting reviews to me via email and the like, he's actually posting stuff on the site. And he posted about this. He's kind of a film score buff, and uh, he is a huge John Williams fan. And so he's, uh, he has posted about John Williams uh, returning to score the Star Wars trilogy. Uh, so you'll want to read up on that. And there's a great video here interviewing John Williams on, on the scoring of the Star Wars films and this new trilogy. So uh, make sure you check that out in the show notes. Speaking of Star Wars, I also posted an article from IGN where executive producer Kathleen Kennedy has given an update on the production of Episode 7 at Star Wars Celebration in Europe. Kennedy revealed she is currently dividing her time between Lucasfilm, where she sits in George's, George Lucas's old office, by the way, and Bad Robot, where she's busy having extensive story meetings with J.J. Abrams and the rest of the writing team, including Empire Strikes Back scribe Lawrence uh, Kasdan, who knows if I'm saying that correctly. At, at that uh, and that emphasis on story and character come up repeatedly during today's panel, hosted by Warwick Davis. The story and characters are all we're talking about right now, said Kennedy. We're ha- we have an amazing team at ILM who can create fantastic effects. And if we don't have a great story and characters, the effects mean nothing. Uh... Which is, is good to hear, given that I felt personally like episodes 1, 2, and 3, the prequels were really about being special effects extravaganzas. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, Warwick Davis asked what exactly was in the toolbox. Kennedy said it's using model makers, it's using real droids, it's taking advantage of artwork that you can actually touch and feel, and we want to do that in combination with CG effects. We figure that's what will make it real. And with this, I wholeheartedly agree and am glad to hear. Eddie Murphy is going to be in Beverly Hills Cop 4, and on that note, I think I just died a little bit. This is uh, why. Who cares? The only reason I'm mentioning this on the wrap is just to voice my disapproval. And now I have voiced it, and I am moving on. Uh, the Escape Plan, uh, the upcoming Escape Plan film featuring, uh, starring, I should say... Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, looks kind of interesting to me, and so I posted a trailer on it, and I never thought I'd be saying this about a film that those two were in, either by themselves or together, uh, but this does look like a very interesting film. Uh, it looks different from their usual fare, and it looks like there could be a story there to tell, um, and so I'm I'm interested. Certainly check out the trailer, it's in the show notes, and if you're suspicious, just remember that I don't like it. Uh, Films by Arnold Schwarzenegger and/or Sylvester Stallone, so be sure to check that out. Um, this is just doesn't appear, appear to be one of their normal films. Uh, the Super Cafe Versus is a video that you should check out. From how it should have ended, you know they've been they've made quite popular the whole um, Superman Batman sitting in the cafe talking about superhero thing, and now they've made a standalone video of them talking about the upcoming Batman Superman film, which is pretty awesome. This is far more fun than I think the film will actually be. Uh, so that's in the show notes for you as well. Check it out. Sharknado is coming to theaters. Uh, Margaret Lyons of Vulture says, not, many pe- not that many people actually watch the internet touchstone t- uh, Sharknado, even from the presumable comforts of their own homes, but Regal Cinemas is hoping a tsunami of irony will carry people to its theaters for a midnight screening of the sci-fi movie on Friday, August 2nd. If you thought those special effects look crummy on your television, just wait and just imagine how they'll look on a movie screen. And uh, yeah, I well, I think I just threw up as I wrote in the article when I posted this. Who would actually go see this? I know I won't be seeing this tonight. No way, not interested. This is the worst idea ever. I think they had their little bit of internet fun, and now they need to go away. The Hobbit uh, gets a deleted scene uh, in an article that I posted on Thursday, uh, and you'll uh, want to check this out if you're a fan of The Hobbit. Uh, This is part of the extended edition Blu-ray promotional material. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. They're talking about the extended edition and the Blu-ray, and I thought we already got the extended edition. That's what we saw in the theaters. That's why they had to turn one book into three films. It's craziness. And yet there is more, apparently. I think somebody needs to rein Peter Jackson in a little bit if there's more that, that can be brought in off the cutting room floor to extend this film by 13 minutes. It's crazy. It's crazy. But the Tolkien nerds, you, you Tolkien nerds out there and you Hobbit fans should be pleased with this. And there is an appetite wetter in the form of this video, and it's mildly entertaining, so you'll want to check that out. All right, on Thursday, we released the uh, podcast that I recorded with Chad on Wednesday night. We recorded it live, as always, and had a few people in the chat room join us and had a little bit of fun. Uh, we discussed all the latest movie trailers uh, and how we felt about those upcoming films and uh Let's see, we had a few, we did talk about John Williams returning to score the new Star Wars trilogy. Uh, We talked about the Peanuts upcoming 3D CGI movie. We talked a bit about um, uh, the G.I. Joe movie and Transformers, uh, possibly sharing a film with them in a sort of, I suppose you would say, I think they're trying to do something like we've seen with Marvel and the Avengers, I suppose. Uh, Whatever, not interested, but we talked about that. And then we reviewed The Wolverine, and we talked all things about the X-Men universe. Can you believe Chad has never seen the first three X-Men films? I suggest that you hound him until he has seen them. Uh, You can find him on Twitter at Chadadada. I'm not going to bother to spell that. You can look him up on the website. Uh, We have a profile for him. If you look under Colophon and People, you'll find Chad uh, in there. And I suggest that you hound him until he has seen all of the X-Men films. It's a little bit crazy. Uh, All right, so... Uh, moving on, uh, Despicable Me 2 is Universal's most profitable film. This is a little bit crazy. NBC Universal chief Steve Burke made his observations this morning in Comcast's Q2 conference call with analysts as he discussed his company's approach to films following his new its new production and finance partnership with Legendary Entertainment. Burke noted that NBCU is delighted with its animation alliance with Illumination. The partners Despicable Me 2 will become the single most profitable film in the 100-year history of Universal Studios. And you know, I did not hate Despicable Me 2, but I find it sad that this film, which is not the best film that Universal has ever made by any stretch of the imagination, is their biggest moneymaker. That's just a little bit sad. Uh, Pacific Rim is doing well in China, and a sequel is now likely, according to Nikki Finke, uh, who knows if I'm saying that right. I'm so bad with names, people. Um, and so she's from Deadline, and she says, I've just learned that Momentum is building for a Pacific Rim sequel based on the international box office for the legendary Pictures slash Warner Brothers summer tentpole, the latest development in the 3D, sci-fi's act- 3D Sci-Fi Actioners Wednesday opening in China to a record-breaking 9 million from an estimated 5700 digital 3D screens, 117 digital 3D IMAX screens and 22 giant China giant screens sites. That is one stinking long sentence, Nikki, you need to learn to write better. That's a new high for any Warner Brothers release and 23% bigger than than for any Harry Potter films, including 3D Harry Potter 7B. Uh, I guess she means the eighth Harry Potter film there. In any event, the point here is that Pacific Rim may now get a sequel based on how well it's performing in China. So kind of interesting, and certainly um, I I like the film well enough, much more than I expected, I would be happy to see a sequel for this film rather than some of the other trash that we hear is getting sequels and being made and, and that sort of thing. So, now let's talk about what you might want to see this weekend. New this weekend are two films, Two Guns, rated R, and The Smurfs 2, rated PG. I know which one I'll be seeing, and it's not Smurfs. Um, I can't say that I would recommend The Two Guns to anyone. It stars Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg, and uh, being that it stars Denzel Washington... It's usually going to be an R-rated film, and this one is, and so I probably wouldn't recommend it to just anyone, but it does look fairly interesting. And uh, I will be seeing this one this weekend, and we'll be talking about it on the Movie Bite podcast, me and Chad, next week. The Smurfs 2, I just don't understand why anybody would want to see this. It doesn't look good. It looks terrible. I just don't get it. Still in theaters are The Wolverine, Despicable Me 2, Turbo, Red 2, Pacific Rim, the Heat, R.I.PD, Monsters University, World War Z, and The Lone Ranger. For more on how I feel about these films and whether or not you should see them, be sure to check out my article linked in the show notes. And that is all for this week. If you would like to view the show notes online, you can find those at moviebite.com/slash the slash 41. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm TJ Draper Pro. You can also follow Movie Byte on Twitter, and we'll keep you up to date there at twitter.com slash moviebyte. And you can like Movie Byte on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviebyte. Of course, you want to be sure to visit the website every weekday where I keep you up to date there every weekday at moviebyte.com. That's all I've got for this week. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great weekend.